Hey guys, we got a great show coming up today. We got Matt Moore of the Action Network to talk about a bunch of random different topics. Some have to do with basketball, some don't. So a really fun show coming up. We did just hear back from Manscaped and you guys have come through. I'm happy to inform everybody that we've been getting a lot of you guys signed up on Manscaped. We've had a lot of Perfect Package 3.0 purchases. So if you guys are still holding out, step up your game. Get on board with Manscaped. You can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 plus free shipping. You get free shipping also at manscaped.com. You're going to want to pick up the Perfect Package 3.0 kit, which comes with the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and also the must-have, the travel bag, also disposable shaving mats, and a set of anti-chafing boxers. Yeah, you absolutely heard that correctly. Hit up manscaped.com. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code DNVR20. Basketball was originated in America in 1891 and has taken tremendous strides. Careful study of the basic skills involved and good teaching of basketball fundamentals have been largely responsible for its great popularity. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DNBA live show presented by Illegal Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Solid. That was solid. Live from all over Denver, Colorado. I'm your host, Adam Matas. I am joined, as always, by Eric. You know him as D-Line Co. That's right! Wow. (laughs) That's some real energy right there. In the (laughs) bottom right, hat backwards, Harrison Wynn. Had to join you, my man, with the hat backwards. I thought we decided just last night you would never wear a hat again. (laughs) That was all the way yesterday, (laughs) Eric. He's he's moved on. He's a different man now. Uh, And then down in the bottom left, it's Brendan Vogt. Harrison Wynn having a better evening than Harrison Ford, it turns out. I don't know if you guys have seen oh, the news. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. What? What happened? Yeah, he, had a, he had his third incident with his private pilot's license. He turned, he cut across a runway as someone else was trying to land. Yeah, Harrison <laughs> so. Ford, rules still apply, like, during a quarantine. It's not just an entire free-for-all. Wait, 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 Harrison so, Ford's a for-real stoner, right? Uh... uh well, I, I don't mean, know. I'm sure. I, I thought mean, he this seems was a like true story. Well, you know, what? I know somebody that would. I know somebody that know the answer to this. I, I actually would bet good money he knows the answer to this. But hold on, what's senior the NBA pro- writer for the Action Network. It's not you. Not you, idiots. I don't. <laughs> can never fact check me. Senior NBA writer from the Action Network. It's Matt Moore. Oh, hey! look, look at this. <laughs> what <laughs> <a> <laughs> villain. <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much, what Matt is bringing to the table right now, with the obvious exception of the name he's given himself. But <laughs> Did you even wear a suit to the playoffs, Matt? Uh, yes, I actually always wear suits to the playoffs. That's the yeah, one that's, that's, okay. that's the time. I just like, I had the, the inclination when I was getting ready for the show, I got back from a run and was like, what? Oh, be real. I was like, I haven't, I was like, I haven't, I was like, I haven't worn clothes. Like, not, okay, I've worn, I've worn, I've worn clothes. Wow, there's an image. Play it back. 
No, I haven't worn like grown-up clothes in literally months. Let's go see what that seems like on the DNBR DNBA show. Yeah, right. Well, there it is. Place. <laughs> if ever and there the, was a place to dress nice, it's this. Well, show. And the other, the other thing was like I had I had no idea having not seen him what to expect, but I had to make sure that I always look classier than Brendan. Like, no matter what. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I Let's, have to look classier than Brendan. Not this, that this, hard, This one man. is going, I think, to the... Let me do a quick eval here. All right. Brendan has a mustache that makes me feel a little <laughs> uncomfortable, but it could also be classified as a very adult look. So... Very adult look? It, what? It, I guess it's... Not, not do you, do you mean, yeah. like... Do you mean, like, adult penitentiary? Because, like, that's... Like, oh, the, 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 the word adult uh, got co-opted, and now... Like it used to just be like you couldn't wait to be older, but if you just use the word adult and put it on the front of almost any other word, it becomes creepy. <laughs> we're going to like an, we're going to an adult park. Like oh god, yeah. I don't want to go to an adult. <laughs> <laughs> right. or like an adult Brent, motel, right? An adult Brent, party. Brendan yeah. is Brendan is just an adult man staring at you from he behind the bushes. Yeah, he definitely has an adult mustache. That is an adult mustache on Brendan. <laughs> Anyway, uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, Harrison Ford, the last I checked, was still pro-marijuana, but not so much that I would classify him as a stoner. But I thought okay. he actually was a stoner, though. Maybe he does not like publicly talk about it, but I thought that was his reputation around Hollywood, was that he's just like... He's I, could, like uh, I could easily see it. Easily. Like, what's the guy that the, the singer, the country singer? Willie Nelson. Well, I'm sure. Willie really Nelson. Down. He's like Willie Nelson-level stoner. I'm sure that, like... It, like Nobody's a Willie Nelson level stoner. Come no on. one is. Come on. I think Don Nelson is. It's Don, Snoop, Don, yeah. Willie Nelson, yeah. Don Nelson. It's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson are the. That's like the best thing you need to like. This is a lesson for other people that are starting their lives over and won't make the same mistakes we did early on. But you can just like establish yourself as a stoner, and then you can oh, just be, yeah. and then you just be an idiot your whole life, and everyone like applauds you for it. It's amazing. Like, <laughs> okay, Dogg. yeah, no, he definitely qualifies because apparently he quote smoked. Uh, Shia LaBeouf's fugitive dad in a cannabis competition <laughs> on the set <laughs> of the action adventure flick Indiana Jones. Wow. That's teaser number one, Adam. For wow. Wow. What a fact check. Yeah. A yeah, plus was, work so far. Uh, Matt, you know what? I already forgive you for the. Uh, the Matt name is tag. winning the show. Matt has yeah. won the show. It's over. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm a Chiefs fan. We win everything. Oh, you son of a. Oh. Well, thank you. <laughs> you got it. A lot of good names to avoid on this podcast now. We win everything. Um, you son of a. <laughs> Later on in today's show, of course, somebody we we hope somebody's going to join the show to try to uh, compete in the steps. If you want to compete in it, you want to hop on the DNVR lounge. We'll put the link out there momentarily. Um, we're also going to play a little overrated, underrated. We didn't get to it yesterday with Tommy, so instead we're going to have Matt. I have a feeling he's going to call everything overrated. <laughs> I made sure that Brendan vote was one of the things we we're going to uh, we're going to rank. So that'll be under yeah, the, the the segment of underrated, overrated is definitively overrated. Oh, <laughs> oh, I actually think it's underrated. Actually, <laughs> too. I love to see what people how people put it. Wow, Matt's coming in hot. Um, but we're going to start off. There is a little bit of news, I guess, to talk about. I didn't even prep before this, Matt, so I apologize. But um, one of the topics of the day is this NCAA versus the G League. And I guess it's not really a versus. It's really – maybe it is well, a versus. But the G League has really – or the NBA has really put together a path that um, I think is intriguing. And apparently a bunch of other high-level prospects do as well because now I think three of the nation's top – 
uh, high school prospects are forgoing NCAA, going straight into the G League, will earn more money than usual. It's three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars. And, um, you know, we'll get a bunch of a bunch of other different things like a scholarship and training, finance training and different things like that. Um, First of all, Matt, what do you make of this news? There was a new player today. This is why it's come up. But what do you make of uh, this this new path the G League is laying out? I mean, I think it's great because um, I think Silver realized that the tone has shifted. Like a lot of this is that the tone of the country has shifted over the last like 20 years. So in the mid '90s, like two things were definitively like considered sinful, and and one was like sports, was like gambling, and then two was um, paying athletes of any type. Like it was supposed to be like <laughs> amateurism and the yeah. spirit of the game and all this. And I think that Silver is, has realized over time that like uh, those attitudes have shifted, and people are a lot more cynical now of power structures. And so mm-hmm. he's using that to adapt and like what's good for the league, what's good for the sport. The other thing I think that's, that's pretty clear, <clears throat> he can't do this unless he has the backing of the basketball infrastructure, right? So like if coaches and guys like Jerry Colangelo in charge of Team USA and all the, these people, if these people were all like, no, 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 it's a bad idea. We need them to go through college training. It's really important. Then it would be different. But most coaches that I've talked to, whenever I'm, I ask about this, like the response I've always gotten is, they don't know anything coming out of college. Like half these guys are playing zone and you can't do that in the NBA right, unless you play yeah. for Miami. So um, there's no benefit there. So like instead the idea is like, no, we want to get into our system quicker. And you've got the G league, which has been around for decades and has never gotten real support and still not gotten real support and still does not have all 30 teams with an affiliate. Uh, <laughs> and so, there's this continuing like issue, but the league does want to support it. This provides a pathway, especially for people like here's the, here's one thing. You don't want guys going overseas into dubious situations with dubious trainer situations. Like this, the training situations in China are not great. And so if a guy mm. goes over there and plays, it's been a long-term impact his career when he could be <laughs> in a better situation. <laughs> right. And so like there are all these, these situations which are not great for them. And so this provides them with a better opportunity uh, I think for them to like get basketball training, a lot of this also too is like, let's be honest, like if they can't muster the academic requirements, but, but l- let me put it on the face here, they can hoop. Then, yeah. <laughs> then like, there's no reason why they shouldn't be able to apply their trade. I think silver's realized like, look, this is an opportunity for everybody to win here. We can work within, <laughs> with the NCAA, we can provide an alternative, you know, the NCAA is clear. The other thing I think is clear is like Silver looks at the NCAA and is like, they're not going to win this fight long term. Yeah, like the yeah, NCAA yeah. is not is not going to win this fight long term. Like they're on the slow decline as everybody keeps going. God, you guys are the worst. And so the NBA always wants to be the one that's like, as opposed to those guys, we're pretty cool. Look how forward thinking we are. And yeah. so giving them an opportunity to go make some money. I think is good. Um, I have a lot of questions about some of the things that have been proposed in terms of how they're going to set this up. Um, but the short-term answer is I think this is good for the league. I think it's good for the athletes. I think it's good for putting pressure on the NCAA. I think all of this is good. Yeah. What now, are some What are some of the questions that you have about it? Like, so what are the, one, the concerns? So one thing that they've talked about is um, the G League select team. Like, they're talking about the scenario in which they're going to create, like, a specialized division for these players and i'm like you're just hurting your whole minor league at that point like let's just have like a minor league like baseball has been doing this forever this is like let's not overly complicate this like just bring up the entire g league 
get some of these guys that have been making $35,000, some actual living money so they can like take care of their families. Cause there's enough money to go around here. Y'all are clearing enough. Um, even after although, all of this nonsense is over. Although if you, were ta- if you make a baseball analogy, like the dudes that are playing in the minor leagues, like make like $11 a year, like <laughs> because nobody cares about minor league baseball. Right. But I think, I think some of this though too, is like, there are tiers here to be able to make like a passable living sure. with, because there's so many fewer players too. Right. Like there's just like few, the, the competition is pretty select on these rosters. Um, and so I, I think there's an opportunity there. I also just think, the big thing is just like, if you're going to have these kids come in and go this route, it's good to have ways to support them and manage their minutes and provide strength and conditioning and all the things that NBA rookies get. Like that's important, yeah, but you right, also don't yeah. need, you also don't want to have it be like they're special and everyone else is dirt. But like, there's a middle ground here to find. Don't you think this is going to um, undercut the NCAA even more in a sense in that the um, the Dukes and the the like high power programs will have boosters that are able to pay players through endorsement deals or they'll have ways to funnel them money that in large quantities like they they probably do yeah yeah but it's (laughs) like now it's there's no restriction on it so it really becomes um just you know four or five teams get all of the i mean maybe it's that way anyway but maybe it like debases you know the the ability for mid-majors to be uh a thing and i I don't know i mean i'm I'm just asking like does this actually hurt the ncaa in, in the end I mean, I think it probably hurts smaller schools, but here's the thing is like the college basketball product is so inherently chaotic that it doesn't wind up hurting the fans. Like yeah, it might, it might hurt the overall product, but I mean, if we're being honest, everybody's still watching March Madness and yeah. skipping work to watch college basketball all day, no matter yep. really what the talent yep. level is. I mean, right? if anything, it, like, it does what we saw today, right? Which is maybe spur some change in how the NCAA yeah. views this and note that guys, when maybe some money or some top prospects are on the table here, how quickly did some of those staples of amateurism wash away for them? Um, you know, so now obviously I'm talking about they're allowing players to profit off their likeness via third parties and all that. Um, I just think it's funny that it's something that they argued they could not survive without for so long. And it took what, seven days after this change for, for, for us to see that. Yeah. yeah. The part about the likeness is funny because I really do wonder if players are asking themselves like, okay, I can get paid a lot more money in the G League and profit off my likeness, but I can also go to Duke and profit off, off my likeness as well because right. I don't you know. I feel, been... like, I feel like somebody like Zion definitely benefited from going to so, Duke and getting his brand yeah, built up there right. as opposed Zion to like going to more. Australia. So a lot of this is like uh, is it, going to come down to it's situational dependent. So like if you're in a spot where my mom has cancer – I've got three sisters and two brothers. I'm the man of the house. I have to put food on the table. You can go to the G League and make enough to take care of them. And you don't have to worry about getting about violations and getting kicked out. You don't have to worry about going to like 100 level communication courses at 9 (laughs) a.m. Right, exactly. Um, And then on the other hand, if you're like a top prospect and you're stable, and like you have the opportunity, you're still like so many of these guys are still going to go for it because everybody has that dream of like being the big guy on campus, campus, like playing in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> one shining moment. And like uh, not to go too far down this road, but uh, 
the campus lifestyle. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Do you, well, I'm mean, serious, though. I'm That's a, a, yeah, I mean, this the, is the, thing. Yeah, this is the big. adult we'll, lifestyle we'll, on campus. We'll 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 continue like that. Like that'll continue to be really appealing. You well, know. Well, then again, so, you can also like make 500k and live in LA on Manhattan Beach in the G League, which probably so in LA that that's either. about like a livable wage, just about <laughs> uh, for real, actually. Yeah. No, I don't no, know. it's true. That's a good point. I do think that there will be a lot of people that just want to that can't afford to go to college and maybe feel. And Zion might have been a guy that fit this. I don't know, but that just says, you know what? I'm pretty much a surefire NBA player. I can afford my year on at Duke, where my brand is going to get bigger. I'm going to have the Duke network, yep. and I know it's a risk because I could blow out my knee and never play again. But odds are I'm going to be in the NBA one year later, and that's way better than being in um, South Carolina or North. Carolina. Where where do they end up putting this? This do you do you know Matt where the team is that is going to be all the top prospects? I it's thought they're LA. building a specific team. It's L.A. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was North Carolina, but I guess, okay. if it's LA, then yeah, that's even more ridiculous. So who wants to go to North Carolina? Yeah, that's not a great sell. What are you talking about? Well, there's a lot of reasons to put a place somewhere other than where the guys want to be. I mean, come on. Not North- if your biggest hurdle is getting the guys to come to you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, are you, Are you guys at all concerned about that? The fact that these guys are going to be playing for absolutely nothing. Like <laughs> they're not even going to be playing in the G League. They're going to be playing in the select league against all these other academies throughout the world they're not going to be playing for anything throughout the entire year like that's kind of depressing if you're a player i feel like yeah i think it's really twisted i think that's like again i just think that they're overcomplicating this in an effort to like ease them in or provide some sort of like middle level and i'm just like i, I honestly a lot of it is even though it increases the risk of injury i don't think it would be a bad thing for them to have to play against some of the men in the g league like there are dudes in the g league that will just bust your ass like yeah. they're just like they're just big dudes and yeah, they just bust your oh, ass. Yeah. Jack, oh, jack cooley is the ultimate example i bring him up as often as i can on this show jack cooley just a big dude that goes yeah. to summer league every yeah. year just to beat up on 18 year olds for like coaches <laughs> that's his only role that's this guy that, he's great at it too my guy. he's so good at that, it that that's what i love about g league prospects i get older they stay the same <laughs> age. wow so i have a question terrible. uh I have a question for the the gloater over here. What took so long on the NBA's end? You talked about they needed the backing and the infrastructure. What was the hang-up in saying, hey, we're not just going to let the G League sit there. Let's treat this like a product that we want to market. They're still not treating it like a product that they want to market. That's why they're putting the select team and separating it out. Like, Right, right. Um, okay. I think I think a lot of – well, there's a couple things in play here. So, one, the biggest problem is ownership. Like, ownership is the biggest problem because – uh, there are a select number of teams that accept that their ownership groups understand like this is a loss. Like I'm not going to make money on the G League. I'm never going mm-hmm. to make money on the G League, but it's good for our basketball program. Like the Rockets are the model for this, in my opinion. Like like so many coaches have gone to Rio Grande Valley and come out on the other side successful, and they find guys consistently that they need to fill minutes. That's how they find guys. Is they go to the G League, they test them out, they get a good feel for them. But most of the of the teams, the owners are like, well, yeah, but what am I getting out of it? Like, what what am I like? I I have to sink three million dollars yeah. every year into this thing. Whereas if you tell them like, hey, you can spend three million dollars on this very raw prospect that could win us a playoff series when he will not play whatsoever, they're <laughs> like, okay. Um, <laughs> so like that's part of it. The other thing, 
Look, a lot of it, honestly, is just like the NCAA is really powerful. It's always been powerful. The NBA also, in my opinion, never wanted, this is an opinion thing, never wanted to be presented as an enemy of the NCAA. They've had to manage that because the NCAA is very popular because it, it reinforces a lot of power structures that people are super com- comfortable with and really like. Like, boosters really like the current system. Yeah. They right. like that. There's also yeah. a lot of tradition. To be fair, there are non-nefarious reasons that people like it. I mean, I I don't personally have the connection to it, but there are people that are like, I went to Duke and my yeah. grandpa went right. to Duke. Right. And- I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, that, like, my thing is, like, I'm not saying that those people are nefarious. I'm saying that those people are oblivious to their applications because they're basically like, I like this. Right. Like I like, like I like that my team is good. Like that's yeah. a problem. Right. And like I like. That's, you know, that's basically how the world yeah. works, though. Like if something is good for you, then people tend to think it should stick around, and if it's not good for you, then people tend to think it should leave. And that's we should we should works. stay indoors. <laughs> we, we should stay indoors for another thirty days. Yeah, but I lo- I really like going to PF Chang's. Yeah. I do like, like going I to really PF Chang's. Like, I really like PF Chang's though. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> but it's a great world. PF Chang's is delicious. <laughs> Is there ever a world in which these prospects are funneled not into a select team but but to the G League and there's yes. enough of them that this yes. is a this is a something to market this is a product? Yeah, I think so. I think I think eventually there's a system where it opens up and got and they're able to do that. The problem is like to do that you also have to negotiate with the players union because that's going to implicate like yeah. it's going to implicate draft stuff a lot. Right. Like it, let's say that you're I'm trying to think you say you're Memphis, okay? And you land a player uh, in the draft and you send him down into the G league and you, and you spend time there. Like, what does he get paid down there? How does that impact your roster down there? Does he count against the salary cap? How does that work? There are those kind of things and that happens now, but there's also the problem of like the converse, which is, okay, let's say he can't be drafted. Okay. Mm. He comes in and he spends two years in your system and then he gets drafted and he goes to LA and now he tells all the LA coaches about what you're running in the Memphis G league, which is going to reflect some of the things that you do at the pro level. And, and teams are insane about protecting those kind of things. So, like, there are implications all over that they have to sort out with the players. Like, you have to restructure the CBA. And the players never want to talk about this because the players' union is run by veterans who don't care about rookies and young guys. They're like, <laughs> yeah. make a name and then I'll care about you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, actually, like, so angry I got yeah, yeah, a thing going back to something Vote was saying, like, why this happened now. I, I mean, just look at the top five projected in the draft. Like, LaMelo Ball went to Australia yeah. to play this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James Wiseman played in, like, two games right. before he, got, like, sat out the rest of the year. I feel like, to an extent, this had to be kind of a tipping point for the NBA. They're like, what Like what is? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Well, one of my questions is, can these guys that are going – there's three guys so far. Um, RJ Hampton went to Australia, too. Could, could these guys – like hurt their draft stock. I almost feel like it's a you can raise it or it can stay the same. But are these guys going to show up at, at, and get knocked for going down there? I just don't see it. Whereas if they went to, um, you know, Kansas State or something, and Kansas State just gets murdered and everything else, like it's like, oh, I don't know if this guy's a winner. And I, I wonder if it's almost smarter for these guys from their draft profile going into this program. You, you got to feel like they'll have, like, everything at their advantage, right? Just, like, the competition, the system that they're going to be playing. Like it's, everything's going to be tailored Familiarity to show off their skills. Familiarity with NBA schemes and NBA terminologies. Right. I mean, even that stuff is, I, th- I think, important. NBA three-point lines. Uh, I mean, look, if, if I have to draft a guy from Syracuse or a guy from the G League select team, I'm taking the guy from the G League select team. You're not taking Carmelo Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I take my. I think it's interesting. I do wonder. 
you know, we're basketball junkies, and I am really excited to see these guys play, and I'm and I'm excited to see this new G League format. Now, it might just be because it's year one of this thing, but I do wonder if Zion Williamson. We watched him at Duke this year, and everybody, that was like the only team in college I enjoyed watching last year was was Duke because of Zion. If Zion's at the G League, I'm probably watching a lot of G League of those events. So I'm curious to see if it raises that profile at all, or if it's still the feeling of there's no history to it and it's not the best. So why am I going to tune in to watch, um, you know, Jalen Green score 40 points against some guy I've never heard of? So I don't know. They're going to be playing like the uh, Africa Academy. (laughs) That could be interesting, though, you know, and and, and it's silly now, but – Look, ten years ago, African basketball was you know just a seed. Now, now it's growing, and we have there's a pipeline of people coming. Another ten years, and right. the the you know some of these African uh, leagues and, and feeder programs might be just every bit as good as right. the G League. I mean, who knows how next how it year goes it could be there. the Harlem Globetrotters versus the Washington Generals. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Before we get back to the show with Matt Moore, a safer way to get your much needed alcohol during this quarantine, during this worldwide pandemic is from the Breck Brew Farmhouse. You don't even have to leave the comfort of your home or your car. You can drive right up to the Breck Brew Farmhouse, get your beer delivered right out to your car. They bring it out to you right there. Get your food brought out to you from the farmhouse. They've got awesome food there. I'd recommend the chicken wings. Or you can get your favorite Breck Brew beers and food from the farmhouse delivered. So you don't have to leave your car. You don't have to leave your house, your apartment. You don't have to go outside. Breck Brew brings it all to you. Give them a call, 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 for pickup. Like I said, they deliver as well. And you guys can get $5 off of your meal when you use the code DNVR. Also, guys, while we have a lot of downtime here, when we might for the next couple months or so, this is a great chance to go back to school or if you've been thinking about taking classes and working towards that college degree, no better time to do that than right now. MSU Denver Online has 750 classes that you can take from the comfort of your home. They offer 40 plus online and hybrid programs. What's awesome about MSU Denver Online is that they'll work with you around whatever current schedule that you have. If you have a work schedule, uh, they can work with you uh, with putting together a class schedule that works around that so you can keep your regular hours They really want to make sure your learning experience, if you're a first time freshman, or if you're looking to finish up your degree, or if you're looking to go back for a second degree or a minor or something like that, they want to just make sure it's the best experience for you. They have classes in so many different areas, business, communications, sciences, the arts, literally whatever you want to study, MSU Denver Online offers it. Head to msudenver.edu backslash online to check out all of their 750 different class options and their 40 plus online and hybrid programs. Man, we had a whole list of things to uh, to get here, but I think that one was so fascinating. I guess we could talk about sports betting in Colorado, or because this is an area I think you know one one or two things about. <laughs> it's like Harrison <laughs> Ford sports yeah, betting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's arriving on our shores on Friday. On our shores. <laughs> that was shores. a great, great, great phrase. Uh, yeah, on 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 Friday, sports Rolling. betting will be legal in Colorado, and you can bet on. Well. <laughs> What's the craziest thing you've bet on during the pandemic, Matt? I'm dying to know. 
Uh, let's see. I bet on a rugby match based off of a recommendation. I know nothing about rugby. Um, <laughs> the biggest, the biggest thing is that uh, I've gotten really into uh, esports, the Overwatch League. That's been like the big thing that I found to bet on. Um, there's like you a can crazy. Bet on that? Of course, you, you can. can yeah, of course you can. Uh, that's I've actually got like I'm writing content for Action Network, breaking like I'm doing advanced stats, <laughs> advanced stats analysis. Awesome. And I know on... you well enough, know, Matt. You have a spreadsheet, and there's the same <laughs> marks, and you have a grading system, and you combine. There's a formula. Look at his face. <laughs> I, had, I, had, I had to download a program to handle the file size. <laughs> and yeah, I've been I've been running I've been doing way too much on it. Um, but yeah, you can also but like you'll be able to bet like NFL futures. So you guys can all bet on like the Broncos over and then lose your money. Um, you can do. <laughs> You're not um, worried about this last draft. It was incredible. Come on, man. You can uh, you can bet you can bet on stuff like uh, Drew Locke to win league MVP and lose that. Uh, oh my you God. can do. Can we get rid of this guy? What's happening? We've lost. <laughs> <laughs> You you could bet on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Oh, I, mean, I always wondered on. what Matt would be like if his team won one championship. But now I know. Now I know what it's like when it just like um, takes one. Every but, bit as bad as this one. Are you kidding? Actual, I'm gonna be exactly this bad if the Dolphins ever win. In actual in actuality, though, uh, you'll like you'll be able to bet on uh, NBA, NBA futures. Um, there will be like Western Conference title odds up for the Nuggets, and they're going to be pretty. Like pretty good numbers based off like of everything. Years? This year's yeah. yeah, for this year's? Really? Yeah. I'm do you it. have a I sense? Of, <laughs> I guess that leads me to this one. Do you just have a sense at all, man? Like if gun to your head, do you think the season is coming back? Yeah, I do. I, I've switched three times. Uh I'm back to yeah, they're gonna do it. So the biggest thing to remember, more than anything, is how much everyone loves money. Like, that's the yeah. number one thing <laughs> to never forget. And so while, every, like, this is the thing is like, well, we're, of course, we're going to be safe. We're going to be completely safe. We care about people's health. Absolutely. If some people die and we make some money, that's great. But people's health yeah, yeah, is yeah, the yeah. most important. And so my thing is just like, they're not going to give up. The other thing is the players are, are always going to, like, think about this from the player's perspective. Okay. You're saying like, wait, wait, wait. I had to sit through an, a 65-game NBA regular season and play in the Magic in November and no. play in the Pacers in December and these cold-weather cities and all of these road trips and the you know the back-to-backs and three and five nights. I sat through all of that, and we paced ourselves for the playoffs, and we're not even going to do yeah. it. I get, a year, I get a year of my career. I don't even get – then you have the money on top of it. Wait, wait, wait. I don't get my playoff cut? Like I, I was like gonna get Madden my playoff money. The only part of that that matters. No, I think it does matter. I I genuinely mm. think because I think like, I think especially for guys that are in their primes and from twenty eight on, or like LeBron. you're you're able to see like the end point, yeah. and like LeBron's an interesting one because if LeBron on the one hand has to be like I only have so many shots left. On the other hand, LeBron's got to also be like but I already won three titles and I'm already considered, if not the greatest of all time, then the second greatest of all time. Like I don't think there, he thinks that way, man. I think that's any time this year, man, I know he, anytime it's right there for you. He you had a hand can. on this one. So yeah. that's so, so then you should think like he's going to push them to compete. And then you've yep. got like, 
um, you know, Giannis, we know if they call Giannis, he's going to be like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Put it in Antarctica. I'll be there. I don't oh, care. Yeah. Oh yeah. Make um, sure there's Kool-Aid, right? Or whatever. Versus like, versus like if you're the magic and they call like Evan Fournier is probably like, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say the whole like Warriors. A, Evan, I think Evan Steph Curry like and Marty on the French coast chilling. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's not, not coming back, back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like, so like that's, so that's the question. And the other thing is from a league perspective, we're seeing enough of the states open up that that's going to give them cover. Like, here's the problem. The NBA can't right. open things up when everything else is closed and then have an outbreak. And then it's like, look what you did, you idiots. But right. if everybody's dumb, yeah. then the NBA doesn't <laughs> risk anything. Like, if everybody's opening things up, then it's fine. Like, if call, like let's say that they open up and they resume play, and Colorado has an outbreak. Nobody's going to be like, those damn nuggets causing, <laughs> causing another pandemic. Like, that's not going to happen. So, like, the fact that things are opening gives the NBA a lot of cover to pull this off. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right about yeah. that. Um, alrighty, let's, uh, Eric, I think it's, I think it's time for a new segment. Is it time? I think it, I think it's time. Oh, baby. <laughs> Online with oh, Elon. <laughs> Oh god, oh, that's, that's horrible! That's a <laughs> truly, truly. Awesome uh, um, I'm gonna shoot you straight, guys. I uh, finished the, I completed that graphic while Matt was talking about uh, the Chiefs earlier. Yeah, it's not the best. It's not the best. Not the worst. We probably could have given you like 20 more minutes on the Chiefs if you needed to finish the graphic. Though. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was up against. But <laughs> all right, so you know, obviously, we're gonna go around the the World Wide Web and see what it has to offer us uh, in this first. A uh, little post here. We're going to go back four years ago. This video is not going to work. Where the Boston Celtics uh, talk radio heads were discussing whether or not trading the number three pick for two of the Nuggets centers would have been a good idea. Let's see what they, their thoughts are. himself, I think, has reached the same level of frustration <laughs> when it comes to Celtics fans. The Dark Knight being our friend Adam Jones. At yeah, night. you did not queue uh, up this clip. He lost his mind over well, this uh, ESPN insider. Look here. Five minute clip. No, we're not playing the whole thing. No, no, no. This is the shorter uh, one. But, you know, certainly guys who know a heck of a lot more right. stuff than I do or we do. Well, first off, he's, he's uh, slamming Kevin Pelton. About what the Celtics should do at number three. Listen, and here we go. The first question they ask these guys is should the Celtics trade the number three pick? And Chad Ford says. It's looking more and more likely that the Sixers will be selecting Simmons at one and the Lakers will take Ingram at two. I'll just stop there. What happened to Simmons falling? I thought. Oh, God. Yeah, this clip is definitely five oh, minutes God. long. <laughs> it's the longest version out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Hold you know on. What, Eric, Let me find uh, it then. And that was online with D-Line. <laughs> Our new segment. Our new segment. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fine. Uh, over one. Shooting over one on the new segment. Do you want to try? Figure out what you're doing here. I want to. Our good good guy Dev here. He was late to the chat. He wants to talk about Matt's outfit one more time. If you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready, Eric. So I. I, So I, I want. I want you to appreciate a couple of things about the the about the the levels I went to. First off, is that a Windsor knot? I'm. It is a Windsor knot. Uh, I am wearing a. I'm wearing a purple tie. Because Malone can never wear purple, and I ask him about it every time about him yeah. not being able to wear purple. And to complete the outfit, as all classy men do, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> what an incredible, 
What an incredible <clears throat> outfit. That's going to be a great screenshot later. A splendid Serbian hooker. <laughs> Weird timing, but it works. Um, Eric, are you uh, are you ready for your segment here? I was ready before. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> All right, you know what? We'll go to Bender. Hold on, we'll go to, we'll go to a different clip. You guys clean under yeah, the avatar. Yeah, we, we are over Falger uh, <laughs> and Mad. Well, all right. Anyway, they 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 go on to berate uh, the concept of Jochich and Nurchich for uh, for a good ten minutes, and it's, it's high comedy. Well, Those we'll guys look up. exactly like the guys that don't know how to pronounce Jokic or Nurchich. Yeah, they did. So second here we have just uh, a bunch of highlights of Michael Porter. We're going to watch the ball, obviously. Let's just glory of Michael Porter Jr. Look out. Look at shots. And hits. 20 to 4 run. Oh, the next four oh yeah, this just making me more depressing. Let's oh, my God. Let's yeah, back. Back. Oh, yeah. that thing. Porter, Porter Jr. Quick jump on the second try. What can't this man do? Look at these rebounds. He's mid-range game. That's what he can't with a cut nicely done and he oh, throws yeah. it down can i say in all honesty though mpj's buckets are the most beautiful buckets on the nuggets there's nobody that like honestly that i watched i'm not afraid to admit i watched that entire video earlier today they're all great honestly every single one of them is entertaining yeah i agree his rebounds also all very right, well, entertaining too best rebounding small forward in the league this year i you just concur matt yeah He's great. <laughs> He's going to be a superstar. Like, let me, let me put it this way. It's like, I guess the problem is, like, I've been doing this long enough that I'm already, like, scanning ahead, like, Doctor Strange in Infinity War, where I'm seeing uh -huh. all of the outcomes. And they all, like, that's the comic book movie, Adam, by the way. Um, yeah, yeah. Doctor Strange. With, with superheroes. Is that the medicine so woman? Yes. I think so, I've seen Doctor Strange medicine. So, I know what it is. But like oh. I'm already I, like I'm already fast forwarding to uh, MPJ brushes off free agency talks in 2028. Oh, come on, you give the guy a chance. I just I just want to focus on this season. Uh, the fans in Denver have been so great to me. You know, and then they win things. the title, and then he dips <laughs> yeah. and it's fine. And it's all worth it. Yeah. Um, all right, D-Line, what do we got? So here we've had, we've seen a lot of memes come out from the last dance. I think this one's my favorite. Uh, uh, the Michael Jordan looking at the screen and uh, the giant getting, pants. Yeah, Michael Jordan looking at giant pants on his iPad. Uh, so, so what is, what what is your? Are you all aware of of the Michael Jordan jeans photo? Oh, of course. Of I mean, course. there's come there's on. a bunch Which of them. But yeah, yeah. No, the one of him dancing. Oh, I don't Boy, know. What? Yeah, oh. I think I'm aware. I think I'm aware. Yeah. Dancing in giant jeans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, uh, you can't do just Michael Jordan dancing. You have to do, you have to do, Mike, you have to do Michael Jordan girls dancing. Oh, Eric, I, can you whip um, up an online with Matt Moore graphic real quick? So yeah, we can, uh, yeah I mean, just, something, <laughs> someone a little bit more qualified to take us to the, the, the internet. No, do you guys think that MJ, um, <laughs> so, so he wears a bunch of goofy stuff in this, right? Like he wears the, the Kangol hat, right? Is, 
Does he make that look cool? Because I think he looks cool in it, even though I don't think another person this on is, Earth looks cool in it. He's, this is he a, might be the only one that could ever pull it off. This is what he does. I, this is the biggest clash Harrison and I have had in <laughs> life are over Michael Jordan's hats. And you, I say he looks ridiculous in all of these hats. And Harrison maintains, apparently with you, that he looks cool. And I don't I don't know what to say, except for that uh, he doesn't look cool. They're terrible. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Um, What? You know, his, his hats. <laughs> his well, you very, you, like, you are the, the fashion expert today, man. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Are you, are you talking about, are we debating Harrison wins backwards hat? No, 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 so, no. That, that so Michael sold Jordan it. wears those like cabbie hats, you know, like the Kangol hats, oh, which I don't no, think anybody yeah. else on earth has ever looked good in. He wears mainly berets. He wears like Bart- yeah, different like beret, versions yeah. of berets. Like, My favorite Bart- one was the tan, like trench coat, the tan, tan <laughs> beret. <laughs> Um, see, this is my problem. Is just like every time I see Jordan, I just think, "What an asshole!" So, like, no matter what oh. he wears, like, no matter what he wears, I'm just like, so "What an asshole!" Well, you Anthony also has the famous, um, the famous the Tuskegee Airmen. Oh, yeah. the RB. It's the Army's hat, right? Some, somebody com- bucket bucket since '88 commented that MJ can pull off any style. It's not fair, and that's a lie. Because like again, you've got to see these these MJ photos, and like there are some like there are some looks that that he cannot pull off. In fact, the thing is, he can't go to skinny jeans now, or he's copying to being wrong right. for twenty years. Yeah, he's got he's oh, got a brand that is Such an incredible look, man. This is an incredible they, look, man. This was an all time fit right here. Honestly, it's like more. a like the the, the Carmel, Carmel Anthony M Bison. Yeah, yeah. Bison, yes. Adam, do you understand that reference? M. Bison? Dude, yeah. I played video games in, for between 88 and 95, <laughs> so yes, I do know M. Bison. That's wow. my range. That's my, That's my range, bro. I've got lots of range. What so the I don't hell know if you're is gonna, this? Since you yeah, don't like... Uh, Another video, huh? I don't know if you're going to like this, Matt. Great, Eric. You've, you've got a, uh, so let's watch uh, the skill and artistry of sand art. Uh, slowly, oh, meticulously no way. This putting together... Real. This is a Photoshop. Come on, No, man. no. This is somebody filling with a I little think pipette. No, this is there, th- listen. People can do things, Adam. In this no, world, they, there's no way you, anybody can actually do. And they do, do. and people do a lot of. <laughs> look at this. Stuff. Look at look at this. That's, that looks like a mix of Kobe Bryant and Michael. Yeah, Jordan. I was going to say that's what people are commenting. This this is but uh, this is like one of these things that's so unbelievably amazing to see come together. But like then you look at this, and if you were to display this in your home, you would have absolutely no taste. And be, this is like <laughs> something, like something you guys... that you, is undisplayable, but it's like so impressive to watch happen. Do you know when, when you get married, one of the ceremonies you can do is the sand yeah, ceremony? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my uncle one, that, one, one weekend to being married, I spilled that sand everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if you spilled your That's Michael awesome. Jordan head uh, sand thing? I mean, how would you feel about that? You would feel really bad, like some artist out there. No, you want to know another cool sand? I, if we're doing sand art, let's do sand art. That's another cool story. I was in, I was in uh, Leon, Nicaragua one time. For <laughs> All right, I'll be back in in like 10 minutes. I said, Leon, and it was actually for Easter. And um, they can't wait for this to get back to Sandar. Apparently, apparently on Easter, everybody goes into the street in this town and makes these elaborate sand things like that, just like with colored sand. And it's awesome. And then these cars drive through and run over them all. 
It's the worst wow. ceremony ever. I love that part. People, That's honest awesome. to God, spend 12 hours making this thing, and they're yeah, up yeah. for about two before the parade of Aren't cars comes through Aren't you familiar with the, the monks that, may, that, that, I believe, Tibetan monks that create these really elaborate uh, yeah. designs on the ground with sand? And then as soon yeah, as they're they done, just... they just clean them up, and they just start all over again? There's a lesson Mandalas. in there, isn't there? The building uh, there... is the beauty, isn't it? Uh, the, yes, and but it, the, the lesson becomes cheapened when cars become part of it, when they just run it over. <laughs> all right. All right. We're, it is time, guys. <laughs> I, I could have given you guys like, right. like uh, 10 minutes on the Aaron Gordon rap video, but no. Yeah, yeah. no. You know what? We'll just Sand move on. art, huh? We do have somebody waiting in the wings here to join the show, so we're going to bring him on. It is yes. Jack. And he's wearing the We Don't man? Skip Steps. Looking great. Jack. Yes. Love, Love it. Where are you, you calling in from, Jack? Uh, Parker. We've had Jack before, don't you remember? We had Jack yeah. on? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah Jack's been on. I think the only guy from Denver or uh, he is. He's from Parker. outer skirts of the city yeah. of Denver that's been on the show. We need Jack. Yeah. Gary oh, Harris jersey, right? In the back somewhere? Yes. Yeah. I have a lot of jerseys. Oh, wow. hey. Uh, yeah. Those look like 85% Gary Harris jerseys, though. Old well, move showing strangers your room on the internet. It doesn't work <laughs> out. <for laughs> usually. Yes. Um, all right, we're going to play overrated, underrated, and I had to bring Jack on for this because I, I know Matt Moore's answer to all of these already. <laughs> the, the, it's all of <laughs> actually over or under. There are there are six questions over or under one and a half underrateds. Yeah. Nobody's going to answer. Uh, okay. <laughs> We, I, I, I didn't understand. I'm, the, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to answer because you already know. So why would I tell you what you need to know? Because you already know everything about me. Right? Uh, all I'll right. Go over. Okay. All right, Jack. Um, you can answer yeah. first. The first item: avocados. Uh, what so avocado? Av- what? Can, avocados. Can you, you guys don't know what avocados are. Uh, avoc- it's an avocado. avocado. First of all, it's a. It's a call an avocado. No, no you cannot. No, no you, you cannot. This is crazy. I don't think so. Is anybody else? This is like this a Colorado is, Colorado. There's multiple avocado. pronunciations. You're wrong. And All right, it's avocado. Yep, with a go. little tomato. So? Start with you, Jack. Uh, yeah, Jack. I'll, I'll go overrated. Oh, uh, wow. Every millennial just uh, all died. Matt? <laughs> uh, underrated based off its ability to be used in poke. Ooh, it's very, that's nice. such a bad answer. <laughs> I never make poke. Is it pretty good? It's yeah. amazing. Make it's it awesome. with wa- make it with watermelon, and it's incredible. And apparently mm-hmm. avoc- or avocado also. An avocado. <laughs> yeah, an avocado. You guys, you guys are heathens. Vote, what are you, where are you going with this? Um, Underrated, overpriced. Okay, well, there you go. Hmm. Dynamic answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I had to change it up. I'm going to go Harrison. under it. Avocados are incredible. Yeah, I mean, they are, but they're so highly rated, though. Right? I know. That's I love how Harrison's always right about He always factors in the actual rank like, where they're rated. They are <laughs> I, rated I'd very still high. probably go a little underrated. A little underrated. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of my favorite foods, so you guys got that, that right, except for Jack. <laughs> okay, next one is sand art. <laughs> underrated. Underrated. <laughs> no. That's Playing sad music when you're sad. <laughs> I'm gonna start with you, Matt. Overrated or underrated? Uh underrated. Oh <laughs> it's underrated be- because uh I think that the depths of our human experience are defined by how far <laughs> Shut shut up, Elon. <laughs> uh 
our human experience, right? Like, if, if there's anything, like, everything feels very intense during this quarantine. And so I think, like, if you're able to find those moments where you're actually able to delve into what it really means to be human, like, those things are really important. And, like, we need to, those things that, and you're also able to share those things. Like, you're able to say, like, yeah, I listened to this song, like, 85 times when my girlfriend broke up with me. And, like, people yeah. will be like, yeah, I know how that feels. So, so like, that share that shared connectivity, I think is really important. So I think it's underrated. So you think being and part time. of being a human being is listening to Tori Amos <laughs> in the dark? Uh, I would say, I, I would say Amy Mann, but yes. That's what nice. it is to be a Good human choice. is to listen to Amy Mann in the dark with candles. I also yeah. go underrated. What do you think vote? Uh, underrated. I do it all the time. Yeah. yeah no but, course. Harrison, Jack I'm going oh. overrated. I've never done that. <laughs> That's believable. This That's is like very a, believable. This is yeah. a deep Jack, dive. Think? This I'm Harrison although... Wind. I'm Harrison Wind for DMVR, and I'm dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> hey, something bad happens. I'm just flipping the page. I'm moving on. <laughs> Turning what are you thinking, Jack? Yeah, I'll go with underrated too. I agree. I named Jack, my daughter after Elliot artist? Smith. I, I lean I, into no, depressing music. Yeah, this has everything to do with the the psyche of the person you're asking. If you if you have like that damaged soul and like you really want to lean into your pain, so, you can, be, so you can learn to feel again, then that I, is, I just like I just, I just like how Harrison's basically like, well, I've never been sad. No, like I've been broken up. Or nah, I'm not going to go there, but um, <laughs> <laughs> we, almost, we almost got a little bit of Harrison's personal life. I can't wait for it. I'm not going to go there, but if I was, I would second. not put on sad music. That's just not what I would do. Hold on a second. I'm playing. Oh man! Like this, Harrison's I would never. Just, I would tell, never tell want to listen story, to this story, Harrison, about when you were broken up with. Oh man! <laughs> Third grade, man. Oh wow! Please bring up that last comment, Adam. From there. Third grade. <laughs> Middle lunch period. Uh, oh my God! Look at this. Wind. Would you say you move forward? <laughs> <laughs> I love our listeners. Great, great work there. Great, great work. All right, next one. I'll start with you. Vote. Window seats. Mm. Uh, overrated because the proper way to fly is to have the window shut so you can sleep when you need to or want to. And you by the way, that. thank you for this yeah, PSA. Yeah, but that's why. Like, oh, I see what you're saying. No, but I don't need the window view because I always close it. Is what I'm saying. Okay. But with that said, my the, if you're if you get on a morning flight and you fall asleep uh -oh. with the window open, <laughs> you are the worst. You're the worst kind of person. Here's the thing, though: the window seat is not about the window. It's not. It's you're about right. not having it to is. get up for people that are trying to go to the bathroom. Man, oh. that's great. That's actually not for about me, that either. For me, it's about the ability I always to go for the window lean seat. on to like you can you can lean on the wall. You got, got yeah, right. you got the that's wall the right too. Answer. That's the right answer. Yep, you have to be able to lean. Jack, what do you think? Uh, definitely overrated. Overrated? Oh, Jack, come on. Yeah. Easy to me. Come on. The other thing about the other thing about the window seat is that it, you can then look at the clouds and the earth and the sky and yeah, I can't do it. Look out the window, and it reminds you of being it. human. You know, <laughs> I can look then out you the can window put on for some twelve sad hours. Music. <laughs> Play some sad music, Matt. Where do you go with this one? Uh, it's underrated because anything that enables you to escape from humanity and the throngs. <laughs> Of the plebes surrounding you <laughs> in an airport and on a plane. What an episode. Wow. <laughs> it's valuable. <laughs> because, like, I just, every, I, I've traveled enough because of, like, doing playoff travel that I got to the point where. 
the big the big thing for me honestly was when they stopped making you turn off your electronics like if you had small like an ipad or a tablet when they stopped doing that so i can go to a window seat i can sit down i can turn on a podcast on my device i can just close my eyes and escape from all of it until the plane lands and then get off it's like i'm not even there that's my objective <laughs> to not be on the plane you know, <laughs> all of Matt's answers are it is very true, ex- though. existential. Very existential answers for Matt in an overrated, underrated. I have yeah. passed out on a trans-Pacific flight one time, and I swear <laughs> that flight was five minutes. And I was just like, wow, that was what a blessing that was to fall asleep. Uh, have no, you guys ever taken, fallen asleep? Did you take a Xanax or something? Jesus. I did have a sleep uh, a sleep helper. But did, have you guys ever fought, like woken up on the plane with like your mouth open? or something? Like That's like my favorite oh, yeah. thing that happens if you like are so passed out and then you wake up and realize you were doing something dumb. <laughs> Underrated I think, I think when that one happens. time I like woke up from a bad dream and screamed or something. I'm not even <laughs> joking. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, here, here's mine. Uh, I used to fly hungover a lot. And... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> was that it? Don't, that was the story. <laughs> don't, one, one, don't do that, um, Jack. Don't do that. And then two, <laughs> Jack, never drink. Never, drink. never drink. Don't do that. And then two, and then, and then two, like when I would drink, and so I would feel horrible, and like I would be so un, like miserable that in like the middle of sleeping, I would just outright moan, just oh, like. <laughs> Just you're just in a, uh, <laughs> and then like you wake and then like the mother of two is just sitting next to you with this look on her face like really uh, <laughs> really so this good. quarantine is gonna make us all paranoid to be like the just the thought of being around a bunch of people in a plane right now freaks me out we need to move I'm on. never going back I'm, never going <laughs> I'm staying quarantined um last one here Push-ups. Start with you, Harrison. Push-ups. This is going to be interesting. Interesting. I got to go underrated because in the times that we're in, I mean, (laughs) it's all I've got. Push-ups are one of the few things I've got right now to make sure I don't gain 20 pounds during this thing. The times that we're in. What do you think? What do you think, Eric? Uh, push-ups are very underrated. We live in a time yeah. where people think you need to be uh, part of a big, um, like gym, gym, mega gym, like part of be part, part of a whole like uh, workout s- structure. But really, all you need is your own body weight, your arms, the gravity. You can get your you can whip yourself right in the shape for free, baby. Just do some push-ups. I don't know why I asked everybody this, Jack. You, you just sounded push-ups? like Steve Carell trying to explain. Underrated. Big fan yeah. of push-ups, huh, Jack? I hate them. Matt, yeah. please tell me these are overrated. Um, I am sad to tell you that they're underrated. Oh. Yep. Um, so the reason I say that is um, I had to do something to get the tension out from having a four-year-old and an eight-year-old constantly climbing and attacking me. Like my children just attack me every day. <laughs> and so my tension relief was like I started doing the Orange Theory fitness workouts on YouTube every day. And I've lost like 10 to 15 pounds. I haven't measured it, but I've lost like significant weight. And one of the things I've done a lot is like push-ups. I was never good at them. And because the the orange theory makes you do planks all the time, I'm doing it enough to be like, no, like this is actually really good for you. So they're, they're sadly, even though I hate them, they're underrated. I agree. I actually do agree with this one. Push-ups are underrated. Beaston25 underscore eight also agrees. And uh, he happens to be a, a, a lifter. We'll get back to the show in one moment. We've still got the steps upcoming. 
I gotta tell you guys about what's been going on on Saturdays and Sundays on the DNVR Watches series. We've been watching Cardo Raptors games. And if you're not familiar with the Raptors, first of all, you're living under a rock. They're Colorado's professional rugby team. We've got Colton Strickler covering the Raptors for us. He's got the DNVR Raptors podcast. If you need to learn about rugby, check that out. But Saturdays and Sundays, we've been watching Raptors games from the last couple of seasons on DNVR Watches. We're all hashtagging DNVR Watches as we're watching along on Twitter. And it's been really fun. Like, rugby is a super watchable sport. These guys are ridiculous athletes. There's huge hits, bigger than football even, because they're not wearing any pads. These guys are just absolute units. They play through everything. Guys come out of scrums with bloody faces. Yeah, they're 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 not leaving the pitch. Are you kidding me? But if you want to learn about rugby, check out Colton's podcast, the DMVR Raptors podcast, and join us on Saturdays and Sundays. We'll be watching Raptors games on the weekends with DMVR watches. Come hang out. All right, Jack. Are you? Do you yeah. want to play the steps? Are you ready to play the steps? Sure. <laughs> That's Let's the enthusiasm go. I was looking yeah. for. <laughs> You've got a good yeah. uh, helper with you this time. You do have a good helper. Um, so, question number one here. Matt, you know the rules, or maybe you don't. You are allowed to help Jack if he wants it. If he wants your help, you can help him. These questions are going to be pretty tough. You can steer him the wrong way if you want to be You can jerk. steer him the wrong way. Everything's in, your, everything's in your core right now, Matt. All right, it's Jack, are you? If you do. Jack, do you like Patrick Mahomes? This is a very important question. Uh, I'll say yes for you. Okay. Oh. <laughs> right answer. okay. Right answer. I will question help you. No- question number one. Who was the starting small forward on opening night of the 2019-20 season? Joe Barton. No hesitation at all. Oh, the man the knows his Will Barton. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, Thank you. Number two. Who led the 2019-20 Denver Nuggets in box plus minus? Should be Jokic, right, Matt? Uh, I don't think so because he logged a lot of minus games. Uh, It's not a bad answer. But I can't help you with 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 this who the, the alternative would be. The curse of question this, number two. This, yeah, the second I mean, question. Yeah. This is a way way too hard. On basketball reference, Jokic is the box plus minus leader in like every season he's been here. Then go, then go with it. I'll, I'll go with Jokic. <laughs> that is yeah! Man, that that almost right there, about it. Jack. <laughs> so Jokic seven point six box plus minus. Next closest Mason Plumley at two point two. So almost four times higher than Mason everybody else. Plumley. Really, Mason Plumley. <laughs> box plus minus like skilled bigs. Um, next one up. Who were the two players selected ahead of Carmelo Anthony in the two thousand three NBA draft? Uh, LeBron and. Milicic? Yeah, Darko Milicic. You said Milicic, and I was like, that's wrong. It's dark. Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. What sport besides basketball was Gary Harris a star at at the high school level? Football. Wow, he didn't even have to hesitate for that one. I have a feeling Jack's going to earn a sticker pack. This one is kind of hard, though. (laughs) It's a sticker pack. Which player... Threw the most assists to Nikola Jokic this season. Oh, well, you're like Jamal. They run the two-man game a lot, but he also missed some games. 
And I feel like Barton played a lot with Jokic this season. You got anything, Matt? I feel like Barton is a safe answer. All right, I'll go with Barton. Oh, oh, Matt. <laughs> How could you? It was Murray, wasn't it? It was Murray, wasn't it? It was 100% Murray. Of course. Murray. Oh, Matt. By, by a wide margin. So explain to me, so explain to me why, so explain to me why you said this is a hard one. <laughs> well, because it is hard. I just, I mean, because you got it wrong. <laughs> I knew, I knew there was I got it wrong. Because I was like, oh, it can't be the starting point guard. <laughs> Because he said it was hard. Matt did not win the Super Bowl. Matt did not win the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Look at Matt. Uh, That's for real, Matt. It was hard. Uh, that was a hard one. Like, you, uh, Adam, you are you are a trickster with Jack, the question. I'm buying, I'm buying it. Find me on Twitter. I'm buying a sticker back, and I'm sending it to you. <laughs> because Adam Morris is Cheating out of the contest, Rothy, oh. Oh and God. I will not stand for it. <laughs> oh the steps gosh. are a killer, Matt. You're, hey, look, man, you are not the first person to give bad advice. You're actually only the second person to give bad advice. But that was that was <laughs> tough. I feel bad for Jack. I don't. You, you, you literally you literally laid a trap. Like you literally <laughs> laid a trap. <laughs> I mean, was I lying? It was hard. That was a hard question. No, I it mean, wasn't. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't What's hard. the Denver Nuggets offense? It only became hard when you declared it hard. That, it was a real Schrodinger's question. Here's uh, here's right. a really here's a really difficult one. What, <laughs> what 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 player only knows how to run one set and throw it to one guy? <sighs> All right, that was, uh, that was mean, Matt. That was very mean. <laughs> no, Matt, thanks so much for coming on, man. This was a lot of fun. It's good to, to sit and chat. Like, we when we are at Pepsi Center as media, you don't know this, Eric, but when we're at, when we're here at media, you never know where the conversation's going to go. We just end up talking, and we usually talk for two straight hours, and the conversations go like this. There's a lot of basketball. There's also some arguing over whether or not push-ups are cool. So, tons of sand art. Tons of sand art. Tons of sand art. Right up our alley. So what you guys got right here with Matt and, and with Harrison and with Wynn, this is basically what it's like pregame at Pepsi Center with the media when we're waiting for the game to begin. So would, would you I agree, Matt? I miss it. Yeah. Um, missing we're too. missing some things. We're missing at me yelling at TJ for asking a completely insane question. Um, we're missing for uh, we're we're missing me and Brendan basically trading barbs over me being old and him being um, a toddler. Yep. We're missing uh, me making more references to the fact that Adam literally knows nothing about pop culture nothing. at any point in time. No, I know a lot about a very narrow type of pop culture. I think some and would then, not call it pop culture even. Unpop culture. And and we're missing the moments where I realize that I'm talking really loud and parts of the Nugget staff are probably hearing me talk about how in, how inept parts of the organization are. That's missing. But what about the part where I come up at halftime and I tap you on the back and ask you to come to the perch and you tell me no every time? Are you missing that? That has never happened. That has happened that has many never times! Happened. That has never happened. Well, Matt, thanks so much for coming on. Everybody else, thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to see you again tomorrow. Seth Part now, formerly of the Milwaukee Bucks, Ooh. currently with the oh, Athletic, going to join the show. That guy. 
that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's got to follow you, though. But... <laughs> he's got to follow you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Before we get out of here, guys, nobody is more reliable than Denver Rubber Company. If you're just doing a project around the house, if you're looking to get some bigger work done, I don't know what you guys do when you've got all this free time. Maybe you're you know, digging into some crazy construction project. I don't know. But if you need any help with some materials, Denver Rubber Company might be able to help you out. They're the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. They are an essential business as well. They filled a lot of needs already for several industries across the country during this crazy time. They've remained open to help out the medical community, the military defense, government, wind energy, food and beverage industries as well. So this is an awesome company doing awesome stuff and they can also help you out at home if you're looking to dive into some projects here. Check them out, 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash dnvr.